Well, good morning or good afternoon, as it may be for you. It's been a little bit since I was able to record again. It used to be I had to worry about the refrigerator making noise. A little stereotypic, but true. But I have some new neighbors that have that feeling of entitlement. They're a perfect example of the way things work in our society. Let me go into a little bit more detail. My daughters have this tiny little dog, which was mine. And every time she comes into my house, she tries to jump on my couch. Now, I know you may think that's cute, but I'm sort of kind of allergic to dog hair, so I don't think it's cute at all. <laughs> Even even more annoying is that attitude that she has the right to sit on every piece of furniture, chair, couch, bed, etc. And I think that's why she aggravates me so much, because she has that attitude of what we call entitlement. Very similar to my new neighbors. They are a prime example of the way certain people in this country act on a regular basis. They move, they, well, they move in, do what they want, make as much noise as they want, and have that attitude like, yep, that's what we do, that's who we are, and you should feel lucky. You have to excuse my speech impediment. You know, <laughs> I, I don't feel lucky. Not at all. In my older age, I've come to find out that I don't feel honored by their presence. Not at all. In fact, I'm becoming to realize or have come into the realization that uh, the less I see with them, the less I see of them, the less I communicate with them, the better off life is. It, it's amazing. I wasn't feeling well. And I think I told you in one of my earlier uh, podcasts how uh, as a young black woman being born in Los Angeles, California, when I was small, I used to be ashamed of being black, not because of my hair or my color of my skin or anything so ridiculous as that. I used to be ashamed because I never could understand why so many of us allowed so few of them to basically nearly commit genocide upon our, our people, our race, control us, enslave us. I guess I've been a fighter by nature since birth, not violent, mind you, because there's a big difference between being violent and being able to stand up for yourself. And they like to use that line to their advantage every time someone of color stands up for themselves suddenly as I've also stated, they, they are violent. 
as life progressed, uh, there were other people in the world, uh, namely uh, the people of Judaism or Jewish religion, whichever they designated themselves, that I tended to, as uh, many, many people of the black race do, uh, consider them to be closer in relationship. And that's a pretty simple thing to define. You have one group of people that has been virtually annihilated through slavery, and another one that's been an attempted genocide upon their people. So the two of them tended to become more friendly, so to speak. You have more in common with them. And what is the point of that? Two abused races where genocide was attempted upon both of them, supporting each other emotionally in business, etc., etc. Throughout the years, of course, I have come to realize that just having something in, con in common with someone is should not be based upon what type of abuse they've been able to withstand. So let's get back to the original conversation of the justice system, the judicial process. All of it plays a large part in this behavioral pattern of being a victim. And, of course, the presumption that if you stand up for yourself, you're considered violent or abrasive. Of course, that's just a psychological ploy used to keep someone under control. You know, uh, the judicial system, and I, I want to say it quite clearly, is what I consider to be one of our most vile institutions that is, quote-unquote, legal. I think there are people out there that utilize the judicial system to commit, of course, as we're saying in the news all every day, to commit crimes. Let me be a little bit more explicit on in that. I believe that someone who uses the law To break the law is more dangerous than someone who just breaks the law. And let me clarify on that. There are a lot of stories that have been popping up every day where someone who was supposed to be upholding the law, quote unquote, supporting our judicial system, supporting our our rights, and so on and so forth, are on a regular, reoccurring basis committing murder 
under these laws. Now, the way I view that is that the laws become ambiguous and meaningless if those that are put in the position to support them are breaking them. I mean, what what type of situation do you have there? Prime example of how ridiculous our quote-unquote judicial system is, how vile it is, is actually in February, it's supposed to be Black History Month. And I've never been able to understand that. I mean, we are such a (laughs) victimized population that we have to have a whole month to point out what we've done to contribute to the society that we were forced to live in. And I sit back and every time I hear it, I sort of laugh. It's ironic. As they list off the black engineers, the black railroad workers, the black inventors, the freedom fighters, and on and on and on. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, if you have to separate something, aren't you keeping it separate? This is what our laws are for? This is what our judicial system represents? This is what our country represents? The constant separation? Where you have to point out something special about these people so that what? They're accepted? Understood? I mean, do we not speak your language any longer? I don't, I don't feel special, and I don't feel that someone needs to point out what it is I've accomplished. I know who I am. Are you making these processes and procedures for our youth so they'll feel confident in who they are? And if so, what have you done to them that they need an entire month to feel vindicated as a human being? This, in effect, is how our entire judicial system works. They don't just make the laws and break the laws. They make the laws pretending that they are actually doing something to help someone. But they don't. We're still shot while we're sleeping, while we're walking down the street, when we're driving. You know, when we take our kids to the playground, it's a constant life of fear. So how are these laws and our judicial system helping us exactly? The same way Black History Month is? Is that helping? Helping who? Those that feel like my neighbors, that they're entitled to do whatever they want, whenever they want, unless you point it out to them that there are laws to protect these special people from being abused? Well, that doesn't work. It doesn't work. Look at our news. It is not working. (sighs) 
I'm sorry, you know, call me whatever label you want to. But I, I don't feel as if I have or need the permission to live and exist in this world, make my own decisions, live my own life with the permission of anyone else. You know, it's just like our judges. I mean, how do they become qualified to be judges exactly? What makes them above the cut? I mean, are you joking? Who are these people? Just regular people that used to wear probably, you know, those white sheets. And you're expecting to get some type of fairness from them? I, I don't I don't think so. It's just like our laws. You can write it down in paper all you want. But then when, you know, Joe Blow with the white sheet on goes out in the field, he's gonna shoot your kid while he's waking up in the morning, you know? Shoot your daughter while she's sleeping in the bed. It actually means nothing. It's just a pretense of justice. And how is any one of these people qualified to make that decision? I mean, there's a lot of controversy right now going on between all these different political parties. You know, voting for who's going to lead us out of what and accomplish whatever. I mean, I've been alive quite a while. I haven't seen anything change for the better. I don't see us becoming any more open-minded about anything, actually. The only thing that America seems to be concerned with is our sexuality. I don't care anything about, you know, people being shot and tortured in the judicial system or penalized or incarcerated falsely. I don't care about any of that. No, the topic of favor right now is what sex are you? And I'm like, really? That's that important? Is it? Now, you know, it's funny because when I was being brought up in California, of course, being so in such close proximity to the border, we would travel down to uh, the South American area on a regular basis. It was considered a luxury at that time to be able to go out of the country. There was always rumors about, you know, the caste system where people were judged by, at that time, the color of their skin, so on and so forth, you know, which is pretty popular in a lot of countries. They, they still have it, that stigma attached, you know. But one of the things that, uh, one of the rumors, you know how America is always spreading rumors about somebody else so that they can feel superior was that their judicial system was supposed to be corrupt. You could bribe them. You know, didn't matter. The laws don't mean anything. You could give them money and buy your way out of anything. You know, America always sat in condemnation of every other country and how they punish people, you know 
for crimes or whatever it is they were found guilty of. 95%, I'm sure, were probably not guilty of anything but being of a particular race, but we'll, we'll go into that in another time. But America, of course, in its all-seeing, all-knowing, superior attitude, had, even as a child, started the brainwashing as to how much better we were supposed to be being in America as opposed to anywhere else in the world. I have to say honestly, though, there's all sorts of ways of torturing people. There's physical torture, psychological torture, mental torture, I mean, on and on and on. It's not always, you know, that what is it they do in those movies where they put your fingers in that little thing and they cut your fingers off and, oh yeah, the little cigar thing and you know, the horror movies where they put the electric, whatever those things are on your head and shock you. I mean, those are obvious ploys for hurting someone, but America is much more subtle than that. They have these laws out there in the judicial system that both the people that make the laws and the people that are supposed to implement them break every day, when they feel like it. That feeling of entitlement. Like my neighbor, they can do what they want to do, when they want to. They were born to do what they want. What kind of world is it that you live in, or that we live in, where there are certain people that feel that they can do whatever they want, regardless of what laws say, regardless of the hype behind the country that's supposed to be civilized. What kind of world is that? It's fake. I saw a horror movie by mistake. It sounded good. It was about uh, this man that uh, was supposed to be training this woman that he'd found, mind you. <laughs> I had no idea what it was. In, in the woods, she was supposed to be some type of primal creature, and he was going to train her how to be civilized. That man is the epitome of America to me. I mean, I innocently started watching this movie. I had no idea. I mean, oh, he's going to take some woman that was wild in the woods and train her how to be civilized. I mean, how outstanding and noble is that? Absolutely not. I don't know how far in the movie I began to realize that even though this woman was supposed to be some wild cannibalistic, mind you, cannibalistic, you know, something really scorned upon, person, eating other people. She was nothing compared to what he was. He was a monster. What he called civilized, he was a monster. From violating his own children, it was just horrific. 
all I could think about the whole movie is how he reminded me of America. Sitting there in judgment of other people, pretending to be better than, saying our laws are fair and just, and we are civilized, and we're going to fix the world from its problem. And I have to tell you, her eating other people made her look like an angel compared to what he was doing. And that reminds me of our judicial system. Sure, we have little papers and courts, and we go in and we pretend we're doing this, that, and the other. But I have to tell you, <laughs> killing people while they're sleeping in their bed, laying on their couch, walking down the street. I mean, I can go on and on, and I have to tell you that this country is just as fake as that man was. He wasn't just uncivilized. He was insane. Pretending to be sane. Anyway, uh, we'll go into more detail uh, next time about the judicial system and how it works and about our judges because that has me very curious as to what qualifications a judge needs to make a decision about another person's life and their family to take their children and so on and so forth. I mean, I looked it up. I do know so far that they are supposed to have had some type of either legal experience as an attorney or an officer of the law, which is pretty scary right now. Anyway, I look forward to talking to you next time.